I'm glad you found your way to the Your Vet Wants You to Know podcast for more information about how to care for your pet. The show is designed to be educational and entertaining, but not to give a specific diagnosis or treatment for your animal. That job belongs to your veterinarian who knows your pet and wants to talk to you about what's going on with them. I'm here to be a resource only. Thanks and enjoy the show. As a curious pet owner, have you ever taken to the internet for more information? Maybe you want to know why your pet is itchy and what you can do about it. Maybe you're frustrated about the ear infections. Maybe you're looking for ways to make veterinary care more affordable. Instead of wading through a sea of information that may not be reliable and in some cases may be harmful, here is what your vet wants you to know. I'm Dr. Brittany Lancelotti, board-certified veterinary dermatology specialist. Join me to get the information you're looking for to care for your pet. If you're curious about your pet, then your vet wants you to know. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Your Vet Wants You to Know. Joining me today is Dr. Shannon Cabell, consumer medical lead for dermatology with Zoetis, a company who leads innovative pet health solutions, especially for animals suffering with severe allergic skin disease. It's August and in many parts of the United States, summer is allergy season for people and pets alike. Given how many pets are affected by allergies, I know Dr. Cabell can help many of our listeners understand this disease and how to manage it. Welcome, Dr. Shannon Cabell. Hey, everyone. I've enjoyed listening to your shows, Brittany, and I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be here too and to share your knowledge and experience with the pet owners who are looking for answers. Tell us a little bit about your background and your journey into and through veterinary medicine. Yeah, a little bit about me. I've always lived in the Northeast U.S., born and raised in New Jersey. Yes, my husband would be offering you a high five right now. He says the best people come from New Jersey. <laughs> well, he's definitely not wrong, but I admit I am a little bit biased in that regard. <laughs> I went to undergrad in the Boston, Massachusetts area, followed by vet school at Cornell University. I always envisioned I would work in general practice for a few years and then either become a practice owner or move to a different part of the veterinary industry. As it turns out, I worked in small animal general practice in New Jersey for about five years before switching over to mobile hospice end of life care work for about three and a half years. I got my MBA in 2021 and then transitioned into being an industry vet. You know, I'm always really fascinated by how many different aspects of veterinary medicine there are for vets to go into. There's so many different paths with different experiences available. What inspired you to take this path and what has your experience at Zoetis been like? Sure. So like many people during the pandemic, I found myself reevaluating many things in my life and found I really liked marketing during my studies, so much so that I wanted to find a way to transition into my current role as an industry vet. So I've been happy to bring my knowledge and prior experience to Zoetis for the last approximately one and a half years as the consumer medical lead for their dermatology portfolio, where I work on pet owner-directed initiatives in the dermatology space. With each stage of my career, I've been able to reach out to pet owners in different capacities, from the hospital level to the state level to the national level now. I've learned a lot along the way, and I certainly hope to continue educating pet owners for the rest of my career. Yeah, I think one of my favorite avenues of vet med has been education. I've had the honor of educating veterinarians about allergic skin disease on behalf of Zoetis, and it's been really fun to get to teach and see light bulbs go off whenever that nugget of information clicks. 
But I'd have to say some of my favorite students are the pet owners that I help because they always have so many questions about their allergic animal. They're just really looking for good answers. Zoetis is committed to helping educate pet owners by providing reliable sources of information, including Itchy Pet Awareness Month, which we are heading into. Can you tell our listeners about this initiative? Yep, I'd love to. So August 2023 is the fifth anniversary of Itchy Pet Awareness Month, sponsored by Zoetis. Itchy Pet Awareness Month is the month we dedicated to increasing awareness around itchiness in our pets and the need to seek out the greatest outcomes. We picked August as Itchy Pet Awareness Month because August has always been a strong month for wellness visits in general. We also wanted to bring more awareness around allergic itch to pet owners so they could readily talk about allergic itch in their dog with the family veterinarian. Yeah, I love when my clients are educated because then they can help me do some of the detective work and figure out how to best help their pet by knowing what to watch for. I know it's the five-year anniversary of Itchy Pet Awareness Month, but I have to say, I think dogs have been recognizing August as Itchy Pet Month for a long time, given just how busy a time of year it is for many dermatology vets. I expect to see some of my most itchy dogs during the summer, as many environmental triggers are at really high levels. Uh, And in some parts of the country, there are a lot more parasites like fleas that can cause intense itching. So how many dogs are heading to their vet for relief during this time of year? Yeah, so each August since this started in 2019, there's been an increase in the number of itchy dogs seen at veterinary clinics across the country. Last year, more than 1.9 million itchy dogs visited the veterinarian in August alone. Over roughly 9.5 million unique individual dogs were seen by a vet for itchiness in 2022. And skin allergies and ear infections continue to be the number one reason for vet visits for the last 11 years. Yeah, job security was one of the many reasons that I chose veterinary dermatology. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of owners with itchy pets, and these numbers are huge, but maybe I'm biased because I see itchy dogs all day long. I can't really say that I'm surprised. These pets are coming to me and my wonderful colleagues because their owner recognizes that there is something wrong. However, there are almost 8 million itchy dogs that have never seen a vet for their itch. So at Zoetis, we're really happy to continue educating dog owners about what allergic itch is, what signs to look out for, where to get reliable information about itchy dogs, what treatments are available, and most importantly, why working with veterinarians helps get the best treatment for your pet. Yeah, it sounds like there's still a lot of work to be done. Maybe we should consider making September Itchy Pet Awareness Month also. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But seriously, it would be great to be able to help more of these dogs enjoy their best possible quality of life without their sleep being interrupted or stopping playing because they need to scratch. So what are some of the most common signs of allergic skin disease that pet owners might notice? Frequent scratching, itching, biting themselves, and licking their paws. Other signs can include red inflamed skin, hair loss, scooting, shaking their heads, rubbing at their face, smelly skin, fur, ears, and rubbing body parts on the carpet and furniture. Many pet owners may confuse some of these signs as behavioral problems, but one of the ways that your family veterinarian can help is to determine if these signs are because of itch, which is very common, or anxiety, which is less common, or potentially both. You know, I'll often have owners ask me what a normal level of itch is. How would you describe what is normal? Yes, what's considered normal scratching, right? So just like with us throughout the day, if something irritates our skin, we can scratch once or twice, but then we're able to move on and we can do all the other things we need to do in our lives. 
there tends to be a cause for concern in our dogs when the itchy behaviors increase to the point when you're noticing it's impacting how your dog does its normal routine. So uh, do you see your dog frequently scratching while you're going outside to play or you're inside having a meal or you're watching your favorite TV show together? Most dogs with skin allergies will go from having short-term seasonal allergies to having chronic allergies that last throughout the year. Yeah, I agree. When that itch starts to interrupt the things that the dog enjoys, like playing fetch or watching the series finale of Succession, (laughs) it's time to get that animal some help. When you're talking about those normal behaviors, it reminds me of a story that one of my dermatology colleagues told me about. She was working with a local police officer whose canine partner was out chasing a suspect and was about to apprehend that suspect and had to stop and scratch himself because he was so itchy. So in that situation, the dog is absolutely not able to do its normal routine or its normal behaviors and definitely needs some help. Fortunately, she was able to help him and get him back on the job so that he could apprehend those suspects. But that's a situation where we know that this animal is intensely itchy. So do you have an example of how itchiness can affect a pet's interaction with the pet owner and the veterinary staff? I sure do. And so I remember one of my patients I worked with in practice. I'll call him Mr. Tude for this example today. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that name. <laughs> I uh, originally saw him and his owner for ear infections. It was important for me to get a diet history and do my physical exam. Boy, his ears were very painful and incredibly smelly. So painful, he didn't want his head being touched initially. I took care of Mr. Tude's immediate needs, such as relieving his pain, inflammation, and infection. His owner knew it would take a few weeks to figure it out, but now we need to go through the steps to find out what was making Mr. Tude itchy. Once I saw Mr. Tude again a few weeks later, we found out that a big component of Mr. Tude's ears were caused by food. A few days after eating certain proteins, Mr. Tude would have horrendous ear infections. The owner relayed how important it was to give Mr. Tude treats and share meal times together. That was a big, big part of their bond together. We addressed that issue. We came up with a treatment plan that addressed my client and patient's short-term and long-term needs. This owner was so happy to find he could make treats at home from Mr. Toot's special diet. He could continue sharing those special moments with his dog over a meal without it causing Mr. Toot ear infections and itchiness. My tech and I were in disbelief when we saw Mr. Toot again for his wellness visit. He didn't keep his head away from me. He didn't need to protect his ears and keep people from touching them. The energy around our appointment had completely changed because Mr. Tude was not suffering from ear infections. Finding the cause of the itch and using the best treatment options made a huge difference in how well Mr. Tude felt and how his interactions with us went. I love that story so much. I mean, what a big difference you made in that animal's life. And, you know, it just reminds me of so many of my patients who are scared and reluctant to let me interact with them because of how uncomfortable they are on that first visit and how protective they are with those sensitive areas like their ears and their paws. So it makes me really happy. And I know it makes their owners really happy to see their attitude change when they're no longer miserable. So Properly addressing pain, using positive reinforcement, as well as cooperative care can be really helpful in gaining the pet's trust so that we can give them the best treatment possible. And this is a lifelong disease that we want to slow as early as possible. You know, it's great that you were able to have such a positive impact on Mr. Tude's quality of life. This shows the importance of why noticing and getting appropriate treatment early on is crucial to keeping your dog feeling well. And if that's not enough, consider how quickly our pets age compared to us. 
one year for us is at least five years for a dog, depending on its age. So if they've been itching for six months in our time, it feels like two and a half years for them. Could you imagine itching for that long? Wouldn't you try to find the best solution right away? I know I would. Yeah, I would definitely be cranky if I was itchy for that long. I can barely take a single mosquito bite. (laughs) And, you know, I can see how draining this is on my clients as well as the pet that they're bringing in. It's not just the animal's quality of life that's being affected. Yeah, yeah. And we found dog owners feel frustrated and overwhelmed about what to do next when itch signs first appear in their dog. Fighting the itch is considered a battle, yet owners find there are endless paths to take in terms of treatment. This helps explain the trial and error treatment phase so many pet owners go through at the beginning of the itch journey with their dog. In fact, a 2013 study showed that 88% of pet owners with newly itchy dogs have tried up to 15 home treatments before calling the vet. That's so many treatments. Think of the overall cost of doing that, right? The, The time that's invested, the money, the energy spent on medications, only to be let down again. Yeah, I agree. If those home remedies actually worked, I would have bought stock in coconut oil. (laughs) I certainly wouldn't be seeing so many animals at the hospital needing my help. But I'm glad they're coming to get individual recommendations because there are so many different causes of itch. And each pet is different and responds differently. And veterinarians can best identify that primary trigger and relieve the secondary infections that many of these animals develop so that they can have long-term success, which over-the-counter remedies typically can't do. But I understand why pet owners try so many things. They're really just looking to help their pet as quickly as possible. And I wholeheartedly agree. There are a lot of great owners with the best intentions. And while that may be true, over-the-counter medications, including OTC antihistamines, will not do the trick because antihistamines are not helpful as a treatment for acute flares of allergic or atopic dermatitis. And so I want everybody to think of allergic dermatitis as another term for what pet owners call skin allergies and think of atopic dermatitis as what we call eczema in humans. And so Ikeda which is a really smart group of veterinary dermatologists who research allergic skin disease, concluded that antihistamines are of little to no benefit for the treatment of atopic dermatitis in dogs. This is likely because histamines are not a major cause of itch in dogs like they are in us as humans. Therefore, using a medication to block histamine will likely be ineffective in relieving dogs of their allergic itch. Skin allergies are a really complicated disease. There's no one-size-fits-all approach to this treatment. And we want something that works fast and is safe in your dog. One of our biggest goals in managing this disease is when dog owners and veterinarians work together to create and carry out an individualized treatment plan, one that is medically sound and where the treatment works, one that owners feel comfortable implementing and that fits into their lifestyles, and most importantly, one that the dog will accept. However, many make the argument that antihistamines are cheap and they do no harm. But the problem is those antihistamines don't work. And in fact, that delay in getting treatment can cause skin allergies to progress and then lead to secondary complications like skin infections and ear infections because an effective treatment wasn't started soon enough. Which may lead to more money being spent in the end. So while antihistamines are cheap in the short term, the cost of using a therapy that doesn't work for your dog can really add up in the long term. 
Plus, some antihistamines can cause sedation and behavior changes. Um, on episode 21 of the podcast, I spoke with a fellow dermatologist, Dr. Nellie Choi, and she shared a story of one of her friends whose pug was very itchy on Christmas Day. And this particular friend gave Benadryl, trying to give the dog relief. Now, some dogs can get sleepy with Benadryl, and that may be a reason why some owners think the Benadryl might be helping with the itch. So if the dog is super drowsy and fast asleep, it's less likely to scratch. However, some dogs can actually have the opposite reaction. And in this case, this poor pug was bouncing off the walls, hyperexcitable all Christmas Day, and not just because Santa brought him what he asked for. And the dog was still itchy. Oh, no, poor puggy. (laughs) So, uh, but that really just goes to show that ultimately... Many antihistamines are home remedies that pet owners read about on the internet or that come recommended by well-meaning co-workers, friends, or family are not effective in treating allergic itch and can actually contribute to a delay in diagnosis and effective treatment for our furry doggy friends. Yeah, a lot of the clients comment on how they didn't think their pet's signs of itch were much of a problem early on, or they thought the pollocking was simply because the pet was anxious. This is such a common misconception. Many animals who come into my office severely affected could have been helped sooner if their owner recognized signs of itch as something that needed treatment before the itch leads to more severe disease and secondary infections. I think that's why it's so important for owners to be knowledgeable about what early signs should trigger them to call their vet. Once they see that there's a problem, they'll be more likely to bring the pet in. And I think that's one of the reasons why we saw such a sharp increase in the number of vet visits for itchy pets during COVID, because many people were working from home. So when they noticed something was bothering the animal, they did reach out to their family vet. Exactly. And and that's the real challenge when it comes to skin cases. What about the situation where the dog is itchy, but the owner doesn't see a rash? Is it fine or should the dog be evaluated only when a rash develops? That scenario is the ultimate riddle. It's like which came first, the chicken or the egg, the itch or the rash. So for our dog owners, it's important to know there are times where a rash will occur first and that makes your dog itchy. There are times when the itch happens first before you see the skin changes with your eyes. Then the itching in and of itself leads the skin to being damaged and subsequently causes redness, infections, and sores. Skin allergies are one example where the itch comes first and then it leads to secondary skin issues. Yeah, think of the dog who is rubbing at its face a lot or licking at its paws. You may not notice anything at first except that behavior change. But then you check a few days later and boom, the skin is red, inflamed, and your pet may seem uncomfortable with you touching that area. This is why saying, wow, my pet is itchy, but I don't see a rash, doesn't always mean that they're fine. This is such a complex disease with many primary triggers and secondary problems that can develop and make treatment of the underlying issue way more challenging. Pet owners can listen to some of the earliest episodes of the show for more information about the primary triggers of allergies like fleas, food, and environment so that they can be great health advocates when they take their pet in for a checkup. Yeah, that's great. And you know, Our dogs can't speak for themselves. That's where we as their owners have to jump in. If the itchiness is happening often enough, then it's time to get them in to see their family veterinarian. Your vet will have access to tests and tools that will let them see the skin more closely than what our bare eyes could do alone. That's the importance of doing diagnostic tests. Delaying diagnosis and treatment can lead to secondary health issues, which may require more complex treatment plans than if the itchiness was addressed early on. And so what about dogs with skin allergies that are suddenly itchy again? For previously well-controlled itchy dogs, it's best to consult with the family vet yet again so they can find out what the cause of that flare is and get your dog itch relief fast. 
And we have research data to show that the more complex the treatment plan, the higher the level of caregiver burden for the pet owner. With any skin or ear disease, there's so much to consider, and many pet owners want to learn more about how to best treat their dogs. What are some available resources to help educate our pet owners on allergic itch so that they can get the help they need early on? So many places to go, right? And how accurate is that information going to be? That's where Zoetis' Itching for Help website, itchingforhelp.com, comes in. Going to the Itching for Help website will help them understand their dog's itch, learn what clinical signs indicate itch is a problem that needs veterinary treatment, review available treatment options, listen to common questions answered by two great veterinarians, and hear firsthand stories from pet owners about their own itchy dogs. Through the Itching for Help website, owners can take a quick five-question quiz to see if their dog might be showing signs of an allergic skin condition. It's a great resource so pet owners can go to their veterinarian prepared to have a good conversation about their dog's itch and what to do next. The Zoetis Pet Care blog on zoetispetcare.com is another great place to go for vet-approved articles on topics like dermatology and skin health. Yeah, I think Zoetis has done a really great job putting together lots of easy to understand information so that pet owners can have a trusted resource to help them with their pet's allergic skin disease and make the most out of their partnership with their family vet or their veterinary dermatologist. Dr. Cabell, do you have any final comments you'd like to give to listeners about Itchy Pet Awareness Month? I certainly do. And so you and your dog are not the only ones going through this. So it's natural to want to learn more about the causes of itch in your pet. Make sure you're getting the most accurate and reliable information, though. Your pet's well-being and your understanding relies on it. So check out itchingforhelp.com to learn more about what could be making your pet itchy. Make sure to share it with other pet owners who are also dealing with this. It could make a world of difference to them. Yeah, some of my best clients are the ones who have been referred by friends or family members who talked about what their pets were going through and shared their experiences together. Yeah, yeah. And also remember antihistamines and other OTC remedies are often ineffective in treating dogs with allergic itch. So take what you've learned at itchingforhelp.com and schedule an appointment with your trusted veterinarian. With your knowledge of your pet, You can work together to find the cause of your pet's itch and the best treatment option for your pet and for your lifestyle. Lastly, in honor of our 5th August Celebrating Itchy Pet Awareness Month, treat itch as an urgent medical condition when you see your pet is itchier than usual. Itchy pet, go on and talk to your vet and schedule an appointment for your dog to be evaluated. The sooner their itch is gone, the sooner they can get back to doing their favorite things with you. And I'll have a link to itchingforhelp.com and all of the other resources mentioned in the show notes for our listeners today. I like to end each episode with a segment I call Scratching the Itch. The segment is designed to provide relief or just make you feel good, hence Scratching the Itch. Dr. Cabell, do you have a Scratching the Itch for our listeners today? I certainly do. I am proud to say that Soetis is celebrating its dermatology excellence and 10 years of its revolutionary medications for dogs with allergic itch. So to commemorate this milestone, Zoetis is donating medication to 10 pet shelters and rescues across the U.S. in order to provide targeted treatment for about 100 dogs in their care. Selected organizations will be announced in early August as part of hashtag Itchy Pet Awareness Month. So once again, check out itchingforhelp.com for more information about treatment options that are right for the dogs in your care. Dr. Cabell, thank you so much for coming on the show and helping to spread awareness for itchy pets to help get them the relief that they need. And thank you, Dr. Lancelotti, for inviting me on your show and letting me speak to your wonderful audience today. I certainly hope everything that we've talked about is going to help all those owners with itchy pets out there. Oh, for sure it will. And for everyone listening, I look forward to your next visit with your vet wants you to know. 
This podcast was sponsored by Zoetis. Zoetis is dedicated to changing the way we approach canine paritis to protect the bonds between the pet, the owner, and the veterinary team.